Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. I'm Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. John chapter 16 and verse 32 says, Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. What are your feelings when you hear that scripture? What what, what goes through your, your spirit, your inner self? What goes through your mind when you hear that scripture? You know, on today, I want to talk about our attitude, our gesture, and our body language. You see, when you hear a scripture like that, it can, it can, you can embrace it or you can try to avoid it. But what Jesus saying that tribulation will come, that we will scatter, that we will leave him. And you look on your television and you see these things happening right now. Doesn't that kind of make you uh, think that if I don't have a relationship with God, then I need to get a relationship with God because Jesus said these things would happen. And now these things are happening. Now, I don't want to go into a big debate about these things happening before, because yes, they did happen before, but they are also again happening now. And it's happening in our generation. It's happening in our lifetime. And there is something bigger than us that is going on right now that we need to be aware of. So we need to approach the word of God with the right attitude, having the right gesture and having the right body language as we go out and we embrace our brothers and sisters who are unknown to the word of God. See, it's very important that we understand this because a time is coming. And as Jesus said, the time has come in this world. We are more divided than we are united. And I believe it's because of our attitude. I believe it's because of, of our, of our gestures when 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 we are out in the public and i believe it's our body language how we how we receive people or how people receive us when we are in the marketplace or when we are in the banking uh, uh uh area or when we are getting gas no matter where we are we have to show people the christ that is in us if we are believers like we say we are we're going to be challenged on that because even the disciples who walk with Jesus was, was challenged on that. And I just want to read briefly three definitions that I found this week in Webster's Dictionary about attitude, gesture, and body language. Attitude, a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that reflects in a person's behavior. Gesture, a movement usually of the body or limbs that express or emphasize an idea, sentiment, or attitude. Body language, the gestures, movements, and mannerisms by which a person or animal communicates with others. You see, it's very important that that who we are 
as Christians, as as followers of Jesus Christ, it is very important for who we are when we go out into the public that we display who we say we represent, because we're either going to represent Christ in our attitude by our gestures or with our body language, or we are going to, or we are going to show, show just cause why these people should have doubt in their mind. And there is a lot of that going on right now. We are more divided in this world than we are united. But I am calling for those who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, that we shall come together as one collective group, believing in our attitude, believing in our gestures and believing in our body language, that Christ is for us and not against us. One of the areas in which I wanted to talk about today would be the the woman who was caught in adultery. You see, this sums it all up. The attitude, the gesture, the body language, the woman caught in adultery in John chapter eight. And in John chapter eight, we find the woman who has been brought to Jesus by the men who set her up, who put her into the situation where she could be caught in the act of adultery. But what about the man? What about the man who was also in the act of adultery also? What about him? You see, his attitude played a very vital role. His language, his, his gesture his, played a very vital role in why this woman was brought to Jesus. But they did this to make an example of Jesus. They did this to try to set Jesus up. They did this because of their attitude towards Jesus because of their gestures when Jesus came around and then their body language when, when they interacted with Jesus. So Jesus knowing all things, you know, they, they were, they were getting on his nerves. Basically Jesus was, was, was trying not to encounter these men, but the Bible says that the old men to the young men all had stones in their hands waiting for the approval of Jesus so that they could go and, and, and murder this woman, which by doing so, they showed the wrong attitude towards this woman whom they set up and whom they tried to get Jesus to, to think like them. They showed the wrong attitude in doing so. They showed Jesus no respect. Their gestures were all wrong because they were wrong. And then their body language towards Jesus and this woman were all wrong. But here's what Jesus did. And Jesus continued as they continued to ask Jesus, Jesus stood up and said to said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And one by one, again, from young to the old, they all had to release those those stones that they had in their hands. Now, I don't know why the younger ones released the stones from their hands, because I imagine and, and when I read the scripture, maybe the younger ones didn't understand what was going on. But because of the attitude of the crowd, because of the gesture of the men that the young people looked up to and the body language that these men presented to these young people, I imagine that these young people picked the picked the stone up just because of what was about to happen. 
I think it was just because of the situation that they were about to get themselves involved in where the older men brought in the younger men to teach them how to hate someone. Doesn't that still go on to this day? Where it is our attitudes in our households that that make our young children look at other young children with a different set of eyes when all they want to do is play. Isn't that how that is? Isn't that how it isn't this how it gets started? The younger men following the older men. But because of their attitude, the younger men don't have an opportunity to choose for themselves because they're going off of the attitudes of the older. And so they had to release those stones. They had to walk away. And so the woman approaches Jesus and he wants to know, where are your accusers? There are none. There are none, Lord. Her attitude towards Jesus touched Jesus and his attitude towards the woman touched the woman. You see, we have to have an attitude that says no matter what goes on in this world, I will not tuck tail and run from the love that Christ has for me. I will not give up on the cross who he was hung from for me. We have to have a body language that embraces those who don't believe. How do we make someone who don't believe become a believer? By our attitude. We don't, we don't curse them out or shun them or tell them, call them out their name. No, we love them. What was the attitude of Jesus? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. When we were driving nails through his hands and when we were driving nails through his feet and when, and when the, 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 the piercing went into his side, I said we because even though we were not in existence, it is our sin that did that. It is our sin that sent him to the cross. But his attitude while he was on the cross showed the true nature of his character. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Even at the point of death, he forgave us, which is why Paul can write, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us because he did just that. And he did just that for us. His attitude has to be matched by our attitude. His body language has to be matched by our body language. And his gestures have to be matched by our gestures. There is a man whom, whom I had to park the car one day because he appears to be homeless. But he told me he's a teacher. I embraced this man with a full embracing hug. It didn't matter what he looked like with his hair matted and, you know, all, um, 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 uh, braided up and, you know, had, had turned into dreadlocks and, you know, he had on overalls and, you know, he walked with, with a food cart. It did not matter what he looked like. I embraced my brother with a full embracing hug and we stood there. I only had a few dollars and I told him, I wish it could be more, but you know what? It is the gesture. It is the attitude. It is the body language that made that man, my brother. And I will very happily do it again. If I ever see him out there again, because he is a spiritual man. I know this in my heart because I felt it. 
I will do that for anyone. I don't care who it is. I will embrace anyone. I was in a a, a, a store this morning uh, getting items for, for a breakfast my coworkers and I were doing, and I embraced four people. I say embraced because I, I, walked up on, I walked up on each and every one of them as they passed me by, and I said, good morning. And not one of them said good morning in return. Looked me straight in the face and, and did not say good morning in return. But does my attitude reflect the attitude that they gave to me? You see, I don't know what they were going through. They don't know what I'm going through, but I still said good morning because it is my attitude. It is my gesture, my body language that that mirrors Christ. If he is not Christ, if he is not Lord of all, he is not Lord at all. That's how he has to be in your life. He has to be number one and only number one. But then there is his father, his father, the creator of everything, everything, including us, everything he called into existence, everything he made with his hands. He is the creator. He is the father. You know what his attitude is? I'll tell you what his attitude is. His attitude can be found in the book, John three sixteen, the most recognized scripture in all the world. That is his attitude for God. So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. It was his attitude. It was his attitude of how he encountered people. It was his body language of how he embraced people. And it was his gesture that made people feel comfortable around him because he's the son of God. But we have that in us also. When we came into knowing Christ, when we came to build a relationship with Christ, we have that same power in us. It is our attitudes. It is our gestures and our body languages. And it's, it starts from within. It starts within the heart, which is why Paul, Paul can, can write and say, make within me a clean heart. It starts with us. And as I said before, in this world, we are more divided than we are united. Why? Because of man. Man's nature. It is a self-destructive nature. It is a death-seeking, rebellious, and dumb nature. But there will come a time, and the Bible has said so, that man will stand alone. And then those who stand with Christ shall be saved. So the choice is yours. All I'm asking and all I'm offering is an opportunity to allow Christ into your life. And that choice can only be made by you. And when you do so, your attitude will change.
When you do that, your gestures towards others will change. And when you allow God to come in and take over your life, your body language will be a whole new type of way of receiving people rather than pushing people away. You know, our body language can make people so uncomfortable, maybe a look, a stance, having our fists closed when we're talking to people or our arms folded when we're talking to people. It says a lot. It says a whole lot. Our attitudes, how we respond to people when we're on the phone, when we're interacting with folks in the marketplace. It says a whole lot. But you can make that change today. You can you can make that change today just by allowing the Lord God into your life. And it's so simple. It's so simple. You reach out to him. He will reach out to you. Real quick, before I go, let me read you Romans 10, 9. Let me find it first. Romans 10, 9, which is the. Which is. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. It's that simple. Is that something that you're ready to do to do today? Will you share this message with your friends, with your families, with your co-workers, so that they might have an opportunity to hear this message, a message of salvation, a message that will turn their life around, change their attitude, their gestures, their body language. Will you share that today? It's that simple. But there is a time that is coming and a time that is of now where decision needs to be made. And the time is short. We don't know how much time. It's not a matter of caring about time. It's a matter of caring about the soul, caring about the person because Christ came to us. Now it's time for us to go to them because there is an us versus them. We are more divided than we are united, but it is time for us to unite. Guys, I thank you for this opportunity to deliver this word to you. Please take this serious. This is a message that I really would like for you to share with others so that they will have an opportunity because when you share, it's not my voice. It's God's voice. It's not my credit. It's God's credit. You see, I don't want anything for this. I've already been forgiven of my sin. It's my opportunity to deliver this message so someone can have the opportunity to ask, what must I do to be saved? So that's all I'm asking is that you share this message with someone you know. On next week, again, I'm not sure what the message will be, but there will be a message. This we know because I am just a chosen vessel. I am one of many, and my voice is not scripted. 
So until then, God bless you. You know, I'm praying for you. I love you. I don't waste words when I say that. And I look forward to doing this with you on next Saturday. So for the traveling pulpit, this is Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice saying, I love you and God bless.